What's up, everybody? Today we're going to be here with Alexis Chavaria. Um, he's a Muay Thai fighter and a jiu-jitsu guy. You're here at no. a jiu-jitsu gym? What are you no. doing over here? No, I just work at a jiu-jitsu gym. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, for now, yeah, we'll just go ahead and, and get to know him a little bit for you guys and take us through that. Take us how, how what... I think what I would be most interested in, because I know you came from Krupong. Yes. I, th was that the first time you got into Muay Thai? Yes. Uh, Krupong was the first uh, uh, Muay Thai coach I had. I had uh, I originally started with boxing, actually. I did my first two, three months of training at um, George Foreman's, because um, that's where I'm from. I'm from Northside Houston. And I was there for about two, three months. Uh, I figured I'd, I need to learn how to throw stand up and how to throw one, two before I do anything else before I learn how to throw kicks. Because uh, pretty funny story how I got involved in this. Because um, I was never a lifelong athlete at all. If anything, I was just some punk kid out in the street just trying to figure out life. And uh, I've always been a boxing fan. Uh, even my name, Alexis. My dad was a boxer in Mexico, so he even named me Alexis because of uh, Alexis Arroyo the Nicaraguan boxer that's why he named me Alexis also and funny years later I became a boxer also but uh yeah so shit I forgot where I was going with this <laughs> how you so, got into Muay Thai yeah so uh so yeah so I've always been interested lifelong boxing fan so one day me and my little brother were sitting around watching uh the first season Ultimate Fighter and uh, I just remember Classic. watching it. Yeah, I remember watching it, just thinking, "Man, these guys boxing sucks." Bet you, I, <laughs> I bet you, if I learn how to box, I could do this shit. So I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go to a boxing gym tomorrow. I'm gonna become a professional fighter." Sure enough, the next day, walked to George Foreman's, started doing my boxing training. Three months into it, I started looking for a Muay Thai gym. I kind of dabbled around like at three, four local MMA gyms. I really didn't find anything I really liked because uh coming from the gym where I was coming from to some MMA gyms, they were just like, oh, yeah, nah, the yeah. the gym where I was at, like, this is what training looks like. I know what training looks like. And some of the gyms I was visiting, it's like, this what, is What were the gym. issues, do you think? Were they uh, just not doing technique very well? It, yeah, a little, okay. yeah, definitely just wasn't, it just seemed very questionable technique or just training methods. It just uh, I was going to say, uh, it's, it's either technique or it's going to be like, they're just, going yeah, all yeah, out there when yeah, you start going questionable methods right. yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah there's just, a lot of lack of oh, crap I there's there's definitely like i've noticed that like when you're trying to find an mma gym there's a lack of structure with a lot of them you know yeah especially back in the day yeah, yeah. back in the day like yeah, you yeah, know we're, back in the day we're, yeah, we're, we're talking like probably like 15 years ago so yeah i mean yeah. Yeah, for, first season of ultimate fighter that's how long yeah. ago yeah was 2005 yeah but yeah, I and every, every gym I would kind of go to, I'd always hear about Krupong. Everybody would talk, bring his name up. So one day I ended up like, you know what? I just got to go to the gym and I got to meet this guy to see see what he had, see what he does. First day of training with him, just fell in love with the training there because I was like, this is this is what training feels like. This is the guy that's gonna take me there. So I mean, I was pretty fortunate. I was with them for about eight years altogether especially the last the first four years competing heavily for him like i mean it was like every other month we were fighting or we had somebody in a fight in fight camp pretty much at one point we had think we had 12 fighters out of the gym and the last four years i was with them that's really when he started really breaking down like how to instruct how to be a teacher how to hold pads and really started breaking down the techniques so he really honestly like i have a lot of love for Krupong, like just because he literally gave me the tools of what i want to do for the rest of my life like 
for the rest of my life, I don't have to get a job anymore. I can do this for the rest of my entire life. Like, he's, he's like a OG, yeah, I mean, OG Thai the, guy. He's the Godfather. I mean, he's yeah. the guy that brought Muay Thai to Texas. Texas, like Muay Thai, wouldn't exist out here if it wasn't for him. So I'm very fortunate to be the last guy that stuck around with him because, especially mm-hmm. like the last four years, I was with him, and uh, I was his assistant. Like that's how everybody would know me. They're like, "Oh, you're Krupong's guy. You're Krupong's guy." You know, like, "Yeah, you're right. Like I am his guy. I'm the guy in his shadow. I'm very glad to be his underling." That's cool. Like, yeah, like if I could be under anybody's shadow, it would be his. It definitely. Like, yeah, I'm his guy. <laughs> so it was very cool training with him because yeah, his, uh, I got to admit, like everybody I've trained with since then, the regimen has not ever been the same, man. Those ties, they train. Yeah, I was about to say, we, we always say that they anytime we're talking rough. about training on our show, it's the way that Thai people train, the way that you fight or you train when you're training Muay Thai is something else it's yep. so intense yeah. yeah we actually were just talking about that too because of uh tiger muay thai because yeah. uh because pitorian has a fight coming up and uh we even talk about like even over tiger muay thai like their training is intense Legit. Yeah, oh yeah yeah it's non-stop it's oh, yeah. heavy pace but it's also there's a lot of respect for each other whenever you go in there as well though but it's it's a lot you know you just look at somebody like pitorian there's a reason why he, he fights like that it's because he trains like that yeah. as well oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's, that that's that's a really good i've if I could definitely head out to Thailand, which would be something I would like to do, especially after this next fight, it would be not fun to go out there for a few months to train and fight. Yeah, there's definitely Tiger would be. One. There's a few gyms I'd want to go visit, but Tiger's definitely one of them. Um, I know some of the coaches and some really? of the fighters out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Matthew Semper. Uh, he's he's came out here before. We sparred and trained together and everything out here. Really cool, really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Really, really freaking cool guy. So uh, he's one of the kickboxing specialists out there. So shout out to Matthew. Hey, how's it going, man? So uh, yeah, it'd be really cool. And he even told me like, man, if you ever make it out there, go to Tiger, man. We have everything you need. So I definitely would. That's definitely one visit. Um, anytime Valentina's in town and we're training together, she, her and Coach Pavel told me the same thing. Like anytime you're in Thailand, like mm-hmm. let us know. Like we'll take you to Tiger so you can yeah. meet everybody up there. So like we know you're taken care of. So like, I, I feel like if you went out there, you would never come back. Oh, I wouldn't. That's <laughs> that's of, that's yeah. really the, that's really the thing. I I know I wouldn't come back honestly because it just the lifestyle out there. I mean, this is all I want to do. I mean, I'm I don't I don't do anything outside of the gym. I'm right. I'm at this gym all day. I'm at another gym all afternoon. I do strength and conditioning. At another. I'm I'm at a gym all day. This is yeah. literally all I do. If I'm at home and with my dogs, so, so with my dogs, that's about it. Man, you're just really, happy all the time. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I literally don't. Yeah, it's like I just I get to enjoy my time all the time. Yeah, so, which is a rare thing as well, though, you know, yeah. to be able to do what you love and be around the ones you love at the same time. Yeah, all like, the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know? I see people, how miserable they are getting a job and doing shit they don't want to do. And it's like, why? For money? It's like, why? Fuck yeah. that. Like, the most important thing for me is time it's like you know how much money you have all the time you don't know how much money how much time you have left yeah so for me and then especially with all the close calls i've already had you know gun incidents and shit so like yeah no yeah like i'm not life is very short why don't you tell that story real oh quick? yeah oh yeah you, you have to tell that story definitely so fun story i always tell people to train because i always tell people like you need to train because you never know when it'll save your life training is for everybody so what I do has rules. I don't do self-defense. I has I have gloves. You're getting time to prepare for a fight. All that shit. There's rules, weight classes, all that. But one day I was, uh, this was years ago. I was working at this night job. So I ended up getting off work at midnight. No more buses were there. So I had to walk home. So as I'm walking home, 
this guy runs up behind me and tries to tackle me. So he tries to pick me up and slam me, but I've done wrestling and jujitsu a little bit before, so I understand how to base and sprawl. So as soon as like I felt like he let go, I turned around to just grab him because he tried to grab him from behind. I turned around to see what it was, and he just shoved the gun in my face. So he literally shoved the gun in my face, and he's like, give me your money on your phone. So I'm thinking like, okay, this is like some punk shit, right? This is like a drunk guy fucking around. So I'm like, no. I kind of laugh, and I'm like, no, dude, I'm not going to give you shit. So then like, he, sh- he pushed the gun in the air and he shoots it. He's like, what? You don't think I'll kill you? And at that point, I'm thinking, oh, shit, the gun's real. <laughs> like, this thing is real. This is not a joke. So at that point, I mean, it's one in the morning. So I'm, I, I had been at work all day. So I was like, look, man, like, I don't have any money. Clearly, I'm walking home. That's why I don't have any money. They are like, so like, I, I like, let me go home. I'm five minutes from my house. Let me go home so you can go home because I don't want to hurt you. Empty threat. I, I was just saying shit so I could get home. So I guess that pissed him off. So he reaches out and pistol whips. And this was before I had LASIK. So I had these really giant thick glasses. Hits my face. Glasses go flying. But the moment he points away, I step in. I immediately plan action. Like He swings. I grab his wrist. Grab his hoodie. And I got to be honest, I didn't know I was going to react that way. It's just the moment the gun went away and I stepped in, it just like, oh, shit. Well, this is happening. I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> So yeah, he hits, glass go flying. I grab his rent, grab his wrist, grab his hoodie. And I guess he freaks out and he fires off like four, five, six rounds. So I this whole side of my head, I can just hear beep because I could just yeah. from the gunshots. So um first sweep I learned, clinch 101, pull, lift, kick through. So I swept him. He goes upside down. I've cleanest sweep I've ever land. <laughs> he goes upside down, he lands. I still have a hold of his ha- hand in his in the hoodie because he still has a gun like this. So that at that point, I'm like, okay, so I have to get the gun off of him. So I remember the little bit of wrestling and jujitsu I've done. It's like, okay, so sit on his chest, need his, ar- his, his armpit so he can't shrimp out or buck me off. So he's bucking around. I'm like, oh, no shit. This shit works. Like, I'm sitting on his chest. He's not <laughs> doing anything. So he's still holding on to the gun. So I'm like, okay, I got to get him to let go. So I dropped two elbows on him quickly and... He lets go of the gun. He starts holding on his face. He starts crying. So he's like, Aah! and yeah, I would admit, I never thought I would hear a grown man cry like that. Uh, but yeah, so I grabbed the gun. And I'm yelling at him. I fucking told you I didn't want to do this. So I was pretty pissed off. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of just keep teeing off on him. And we're in the middle of the road. So there's like cars passing by because it was on uh, uh, Harwin and Fondren. So not too far from here, actually. And um so, yeah, so I'm thinking, okay, there's cars passing by. They're going to stop, right? Nobody's going to let two people just fight in the middle of the road. So this car pulls up next to us, and uh, I'm still hitting the guy the whole time because I'm pretty pissed off at the time the guy tried to take a shot at me. And so I didn't want to get shot in the back because they're seeing some guy on top of some guy hitting him. So, like, okay, don't get shot in the back. So I turn around and go, hey, call the cops, call the cops. He tried to shoot me. So I just turned around because, again, I couldn't see who I was yelling at to. And then keep hitting the guy. Next thing you know, two, three guys run up behind me and pull me off of them. So the moment I feel hands on my on my sweater, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm about to get jumped. I'm going to start swinging. And oh, yeah, they just pull me off. They jump in the car and drive off. And as they're driving off, I'm trying to find my glasses so I can at least make out the license plates. And by the time they're far off, I can't see the license plates. And I'm looking at my hands covered in blood. And I'm looking at the gun since I disarmed the guy and took the gun away from him. And I was uh, watching Game of Thrones a lot during the time, so I was thinking. Uh, You're talking like, about that. Yeah. We're talking about Game of Thrones all, all the oh, way up here. Oh yeah, the the <laughs> way I the the literally, I, no joke. I was looking at my hands full of blood and the gun, and him just shooting at my head, and I was like, 
what do we say to the god of death? I'm like, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> I got goosebumps right so now. That, <laughs> so that, that, yeah, man, when it happened, and I mean, I mean, I, there's, I grew up in the hood, so I understand if you're committing a crime with a gun on it, chances are it's 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 Todd. a throwaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I was like, I'm not gonna keep this. So I called the cops. I'm like, hey, well, some guy tried to assault me, so yeah, well, he just want to come take the report and take this gun because I don't want it. And uh, yeah, so the cops come take the report and everything, take the gun, and they're like, "Are you sure you're okay?" Because they're like, "This is kind of a traumatic experience for people," and like you're kind of smiling throughout this whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah," I was like, "Dude, he just shot at my head, and I'm okay." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm kind of in a good fucking mood. I just lived through this." Yeah. I'm like, "There's worst case scenario and best case scenario." I literally just pulled best case scenarios. So like, "Yeah, I'm kind of in a damn good mood actually." So yeah definitely that was about maybe six seven years ago so this is definitely why i always recommend people will train 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 because you never know when this shit will save your life and i don't mean just oh take a self-defense class here or there train get yep. used to seeing shit throw at you so you know what to do it almost doesn't really matter what martial art you do jujitsu boxing or wrestling or a muay thai it doesn't matter just do something train it'll save your life Trust me, it will save your life. <laughs> stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yep, stay yeah. ready so you don't have to get ready. Tell me about it. That was one in the morning. I'd, I'd been at work, you know, 10, 12 hours that day. I was ready to go home. One in the morning, walking home. I did not expect to ever come across that. And then my reaction, I didn't ever expect to react like that. I always assumed it's like they're pulling a gun and you give them whatever the fuck they want. Whatever yeah. you have on you is not worth your life. Just give it to them. So I got to be honest. Yeah, that reaction was a little strange for me. <laughs> How do you think uh, that experience affected your training? Uh, I more so not so much my training. It just kind of my life in general. More like I've always, I've always kind of lived life on the edge. Like I'm not that I'm an adrenaline junkie or anything like thing like that, but I always do live very life life on the edge because I've always had close experiences and i've always felt okay my time is borrowed live every day to the fullest as best you can have fun every day just enjoy every day after that experience it made me think yeah you're living the right way like as crazy as it sounds like keep living life as recklessly if you live it because had i died right now what have i accomplished up until this point nothing it's like i die right now and nothing i'm just some guy so like kind of reaffirmation no. yeah and it's like no this is why i'm i'm out there this is why i'm doing crazy things this is why i'm trying to attempt my dream because i want to know like that i really went after life i didn't just kind of half-ass it i didn't live my life scared all the fucking time like no i had one chance at this and i went after 100 percent, regardless of what bullshit i can't that came at me i lived life 100 percent like I said, even that, had I died that day, what did I accomplish up until this point? Fucking nothing. So this was like, no, you know what? It's like, you keep going. Just keep fucking going. You don't know when it's going to end. Just keep doing it. Because for all I know, it's like, I could go home right now and get hit by a car and that's it. And I was like, nah. Like, that just kind of reaffirmed my belief in, this isn't for anybody else. This is just for me. For me, it just told me, keep living life as reckless as you're living it like life is too short yeah Yeah. like cautions yeah cautions of the wind 
which is pretty awesome because that's kind of my fighting style very much is i throw caution to the wind i not that i don't believe in defense i do believe in defense but i do believe the best defense is really strong offensive just keep going so that's kind of my philosophy in life just keep going forward forward dora forward yeah dory from finding nemo yeah just keep keep going forward yeah keep swimming like it's it's when yeah like i because even when i hear people talk about fights and fight tragedies and fight breakdowns it's like your heart at least for me maybe it's me because i'm i'm a buffalo fighter or they call dumb fighters but i just think they're overthinking it like swing at the guy he's in front of you swing at him like i don't know like oh i gotta do this i gotta do this you gotta (laughs) swing swing at him you know how to throw punches and kicks elbows and knees swing fuck like, oh, what yeah. if I do this? They could do this. Like, yeah, what if, what if? There's a thousand what ifs. Just fucking swing. Who fucking cares? Caution to the wind, man. Life's too short to overthink about it. Oh, I should have zigged when I should have zagged. Ah, so ah, caution to the wind. Like Talking about, like, strategies and fights, fighting styles, what's, uh, what's one of your favorite fights to look back on? Like, so that people watching can go give them the your best performance that they can look up. For my fight or fight just for, more for you, general. for your performance. If you one wanted the, to be known for like one fight, which one would it be? It's unfortunately it's not up on the internet anywhere. I uh, do share little bits of clips when I get a chance. But Alexis Cheveria versus Blake Wells. It was XKO thirty nine, I think. That fight. Um a little strange because in the first 30 seconds, he hit me in the back of the head and I fell forward and the ref warned him, hey, be careful. No shots to the back of the head. And then he still gives me an eight count. And I'm even like, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, you just warned him for hitting me in the back of the head and now you're giving me an eight count. But whatever. It was 20 seconds into the fight. I didn't think much of it. I was like, whatever. So, But other than those first 20 seconds, the whole fight one-sided. It literally just... Lobo Fettel style 100%. All elbows and knees because that is what I'm there to do to knee you and elbow the fuck out of you. That's all I did that fight. To the point where I started. I'm not a showboater. I'm there for business. I'm there to I'm there to hurt my opponent. Period. Get as fast as a knockout as I can get. Obviously, I don't want to stay in there and hang out for too long. But that was definitely a... Uh, so I definitely was going in there trying to finish it. But yeah, went the whole fight and... I'm there to finish fights, but by the end of it, I was just so far ahead and comfortably ahead. I started showboating. I mean, there's point you can see the f- clips that I share: knee, elbow. I'm doing the Hulk Hogan call, and then elbow him right back. And I'm like, dude, I was just so in control, especially clinch wise. I was, con- I was essentially clinch raping him, and it just, just destroying him in the clinch. And just by the end of the fight, I'm jumping around thinking, okay, I won this fight clearly. They called it a draw. And I'm like, what a fucking draw. But yeah, if they, if XKO ever decides to put up that fight on the internet, definitely look that fight up. Alexis Trevery versus Blake Wells. Have they you tried to find a, it? Uh, yeah. Oh, I've even messaged them to see like, hey, if I can put it on the internet, it'd be great. Because I kind of like that fight. That was that was my style all, all day. Elbows and knees. Every elbow combination you can think of. Every knee combination you can think of. Like sweeps, elbows, knees, just everything. Just everything you can think of in the clinch i was pulling it off that day and just to not be able to see the video i was like this is terrible because that's one of the best fights i've ever had 
What year was that? Uh, about three years ago now. Three years three, ago? Three, four and you years didn't ago. have someone with the phone in your corner? That, that's the only video we have. <laughs> that's the only video we have hey, is from, something. from the corner. It's something, yeah, but it's not... It's not enough. Not good enough. It's an not angle. the camera angles they got because yeah. they got XKO does have awesome production quality. Because the first fight I did for them, I took it like on ten days notice. Um, y'all can look that fight up too. Uh, Alexis Chavria versus Frank Ortega. Frank's a cool guy. I mean, got to take that fight in ten days notice. Um, and yeah, it's uh, same thing. I don't even. Honest, same thing with most of my opponents now. I don't bother to look up my opponent. I don't care what style they are. I just I'm gonna go out there and do my thing and swing. So I kind of said that's all I did. Didn't bother to look him up. Didn't know what I was up against. Didn't even know what he looked like up until the weigh-ins. And that's what I said before the fight. Like, I have 10 days to get ready for this. I'm just going to walk out there and throw elbows and knees at him. Backstage warming up, throwing elbows and knees all day. If you were looking at me crazy, like, really? He's going to do walking back and forth, just throwing elbows and knees. I'm like, yeah, that's all I'm going to do. Watch. Walk. Feel free to look up that fight. Alexis Chervier versus Frank Ortega. That's all I did. Minute 45 uh, is a knockout. I think I dropped him three times in that in nice. that fight. All three drops, elbows and knees, elbows and knees all day. So that's definitely uh what I plan to do in every fight. Even the fight after that when I fought uh Oscar Ramirez, that was a close fucking fight, man. Because uh even afterwards on that one in the interview, they keep asking him about his punching power. Like they're like, oh, you kept hitting him, like with everything you have. And even after he's like, yeah, he's like, I've never hit anybody as hard as I've ever hit him. He just looked at me and smiled and laughed. He was like, I knew, I was like, man, this guy's crazy. This fight, this fight's going to go the distance. And so I kept wondering, like, dude, they keep bringing up his punching power. Why? So I looked up his two fights right before me. He was the one hitter quartering fools. Yeah. I mean, like, sleeping <laughs> fools. Like, I'll see, like, and I was like, oh, that's why they asked him about his punching power. Like, he one hitter quitters fools. I'm like, damn. And I was like, well, he hit hard, but I'm like, not scary hard but i was like damn like <laughs> fucking knock fools out though <laughs> so yeah i was like oh shit like that's the guy i was blocking his punches with my face so like probably not the best strategy but but yeah that was a really close fight i think i ended up losing that one split decision and it was the third fucking round the first round i think was mine the second was his and the third it was like all right let's see who wins it and um they actually do muay thai in the cage which i i didn't do any cage work, so I didn't think much of it. The third round, he kept pressing me up against the cage, and didn't. We yeah, will, like, we will definitely diff- get back into that. Yeah, that, because yeah. that's a whole topic. I think we've talked about before, but um, the cage work really was yeah. a whole different thing. Like I definitely was not. I mean, because I was like, because they're like, hey, do you mind doing Muay Thai in the cage? I'm like, no, fuck no. Like elbows, elbows, knees, knees, kicks for kicks. I don't care. Like rings, a ring, cage, a cage. What do I care about? Yeah, it does make a difference. Uh, the cage work, him like Muay Thai being against the ropes. You know, you can usually rope a dope people stuff like that, bounce off the ropes. The cage yeah, can't do that. The yeah. moment I try to get tall to like pull him down in the clinch and stuff like that, then when I brace up, just push me up against the wall, and it's like, yeah, now he's pinning me and throwing yeah. knees against. It. So like, yeah, I I learned right from that. I was like, okay, if you ever do Muay Thai in the cage, you might want to do some cage work <laughs> just in case. So your your fight coming up on it's november 19th yes one month yes. with it's with texas muay thai yes texas muay thai championships oh yeah uh that do they do it in a ring right yes so, so yeah, you're, muay thai you're gonna feel ring. at home you're gonna yeah be like, much better <laughs> much much better um yeah texas muay thai is uh jonathan harris right yes oh yeah jonathan yeah. harris i think he, he was doing something today 
uh, with um, the courts. He was in something big. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Or I don't know if he said what it was, but I trust him with Muay Thai. Yeah. He, he knows what he's doing, so that seems cool. Yeah. But um, so yeah, going into this fight, you're uh, no strategy or same strategy as same you always have, which is always, no strategy. Yeah. yeah, my strategy is no strategy. You just go out there and swing, and let's see what let's see what comes out of it. Because I don't I don't have a preferred strike or anything really. Like whatever lands strikes, the one I want to land. <laughs> Do you know your opponent's name? Uh, Matt Munoz, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I originally was scheduled to fight uh, uh, Carrillo, I think is his last name. Um, but then they asked her like, "Hey, we're looking to put up this other match. Do you mind if we switch you to uh Matt Munoz?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care." Makes no difference. And, uh, yeah, and then like it's pretty funny because <laughs> two hours later when I saw them at like post about it, like oh like oh number three ranked Matt Munoz and I was like oh yeah don't tell me he's ranked all right. <laughs> Like, I'm just some fucking chump, and you're going to get me to fight a rank number three guy? I was like, all right. Because he was like, oh, don't worry. He's like, you got this. He's like, he's like he, he he just won his fight by split decision. It, you got this, man. You're good. And I was like, dude, you don't got to tell me the fight. I'm going to say yes regardless. I was like, I don't so, care who it is. So if you win. When so I is, win. When, you're, when you're, I you're win. right. You're right. I'm when, definitely gonna when win. you win. Yeah. What does that do for you? Do they, do they rank Hopefully you it bumps then? me up because I want... I um. Seeing what the road to one championship is, that yes, is the goal. It's like, please, that is the goal very much. It's like, I want to get, I, I understand the roadmap. You know, you got to win fights locally, then fights nationally, and then start fighting internationally. Uh, the highest level I've reached so far is nationally. I've already, I, I was the first fighter out of Texas, first fighter out of Houston to fight professionally for Lion fights. I don't know any other. Houstonian or Texas, native Houstonian or Texans that are never mind, never mind. Having some water. That's right. Out of San Antonio. He's fought for Lion Fight and one. So he he's he's a good dude out there too. But yeah, out of Houston, I don't know if any of the Houstonians that have fought for Lion Fights. And I mean it was pretty cool because same thing. Most of my fights are last minute fights. Very rarely do I get to put in a fight camp. Most of my fights are within 10 20 days notice jesus the shortest fight i ever had offered was a 12 hour fight notice and so yeah i've taken stay ready be ready yeah 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 12 hours and they're like hey can you come down here and weigh in i was like yeah sure <laughs> so yeah there you go 12 hours notice two days notice four days notice eight days notice six days notice i've done fights and all sorts very rarely ever i get an actual fight camp gotta stay ready gotta stay ready so you don't have to get ready so uh yeah so uh Flying fights, like that's a that's a national company. I mean, like they do shows all over the U.S. Hell, they've done shows in Italy and Scotland and shit before too. So that's definitely a company that was really cool to get a fight for. Um, so like I said, I've I've fought all sorts of local locally for sure. I've won locally. I've fought nationally. Unfortunately, I didn't get to win in line line fight, but I've seen what that higher level was. I mean, it was pretty cool to be backstage and you're seeing international fighters. I mean, you're seeing guys from germany guys from netherlands back to like oh shit this is fucking cool yeah and it's like dude i like i'm considered at this level and i just thought i was some guy out here but clearly i'm good enough to bang it out with these guys especially in the fight show i had i mean i was fighting a guy from the east coast and to go out there and fighting him is his hometown and Hearing that crowd go crazier to we're seeing at each other. So like, yeah, they clearly don't want me to win. So, but I mean, it was it was a good fight, man. I really I wanted I want to put Houston on the map, man. I want people to immediately associate Muay Thai with Houston when they're thinking about the U.S. Because I understand we don't have 
the greatest reputation as far as America and the world standards yeah. because they're really not good in the world stage. Like, I want to change that. If anything, I want them to think like, okay, these guys at Houston are really good. I mean, because Houston, we do have quite a few different good good gyms. We have quite a few yeah. different good gyms. Yeah, I think it's the Muay Thai scene in Houston's really blowing up right now. Yeah. It's guys right, like, like Corley and Harris. Yeah, yeah Corley, Harris, uh, Hyena, so with Beecher. Dude, Beecher. Sammy's. Out, uh, so, yeah, yeah, Sammy Sammy's, Muay Thai so just started got, his. Revolution. Uh, so yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Sammy's just, Sammy's only been open a year, and like man, he's Has already it been a year already. Up. Yeah, it's That's been crazy. like even a year at that. Like he's already blowing up. So yeah, it's really good. There's a lot of really good gyms out of Houston. So like it's, you would expect that there would be a lot of good fighters out of here, and like which it should be. And it looks like it's starting to come out now, which is a good thing that Jonathan Harris started this. Yeah. Uh, now they're gonna have a chance to show shows. themselves. Yeah, because that's one thing I never understood is why you're. Why do the smokers have these 30, 40 fights? And then when it's time to put them to show, crickets. Nobody's around. And like, tell them, my, tell them big, my big issue, and I'm glad I'm getting this on air in an interview. My, I understand why smokers are around because realistically, it's not like we can have Muay Thai shows every, like twice a month. It'd be great. So that way we can actually build an actual amateur team. And then eventually they become a very good pro team. So that... that that's really would be great. My issue with smokers is though, because there's no winner or loser announced. For me, I feel like if you do a bunch of smokers, I understand doing one or two, but if you're doing a bunch of smokers, for me, that tells me you have a soft ego because there's no winner or loser announced in smokers. So you can go out there, get your ass whooped, and then go back to the gym Monday and tell people, oh, yeah, I got my shots off. Like, oh, well, who won? Oh, well, nobody. It's a smoker. Like, yeah, dude, technically nobody won, but everybody saw you get your ass. Yeah, whooped. I was about to say, you and know. I, and now, no, you, but you don't have to say that because there's no winner, loser announced. And it's like, nah, fuck that. Win, loser, draw. I want credit for what I did. I'm not doing this just for fuck's sake. Yeah, I'd be fun. It's for me to feel better that, oh, I beat up some dude. It's like, no, man, I'm doing this because I want to know I'm beating another professional that this guy is a trained killer literally like the way i look at all this stuff it's with gyms and all that because i'm very proud of the gym and my lineage where i come from the way i look at it is crazy shit as this sounds bear with me these are like ninja clans that's how i look <laughs> at it. it's like oh our ninja technique is superior to your ninja technique like the old kung fu movie so that's kind of how i look at it it's like like our gym is like a ninja clan. Like we're fighting this other gym that's from a rival ninja clan. Like, oh, our one ninja can beat your one. Ninja. So that's how I look at it. It's like that's that's what kind of keeps me going in this. I mean, my first motivation with, I mean, what people my age usually when they talk about one, you ask them like, okay, what what got you started in this? You'll hear shit like Power Rangers or Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles is a popular one I hear all the time. See, for me, it wasn't like that. It was Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was the first thing I remember seeing as a kid. And I, I just I was just stuck where I was like, okay, ninjas, martial arts, fighting, oh, that's the coolest thing. Sub-Zero. So in case you were wondering why all my clothes is blue and black, because I, when I saw Sub-Zero's character, I was like, this is the coolest character I've ever seen. Subconsciously, all my clothes in my entire life has been blue and black. My fight shorts. And then one day I was like, why is everything I wear blue and black? And it's like, that's why. Like, sub-zero but like that one childhood memory stuck with me my entire life you ever watch malcolm in the middle 
No, I haven't actually. There's a there's a scene in it where um, Malcolm is talking one of his friends up to his parents to try to stay over, and uh, he says he's telling his dad he's like, well, he said he beat Sub Zero, and his dad walks by and goes, nobody beats Sub Zero, it's impossible. <laughs> and he's like, well, he did. <laughs> I just thought that would be funny to say. <laughs> That's funny. No, I didn't know that. No, but yeah, I. Uh... So that's how I look at this. Like, why? Like, win, loser, draws. Like, I want credit for what I did. I don't. I don't want to go out there and say, "Oh, I beat some guy, and this guy's been training for two weeks." You know, it's like, no, fuck that. I will. For me, that's what excites me in fights. When I heard about this opponent, when I saw like, oh, ranked number three in the yeah. U.S., I was like, fuck yeah, let's fucking do this. Like, the harder the opponent, the sweeter the victory is, because you know how good they are. Like you hear about how good they are all the time, and you, you beat them because I've had fights like that. I had fights where it's like I this guy has forty fights to my five or six time. Like I shouldn't, be, I have no business being in the ring with this guy, and I knocked him out. Yeah, I was getting my ass kicked, but I knocked him out eventually. <laughs> like so, that's what I mean. It's like it's all no, matter. yeah, it's like I'm yeah, it's like that tells me like I'm never gonna give up. It's like you could be winning, I'm still gonna come after you because. I believe in myself 100%. I always believe I can win. Like, I don't think people understand how stubborn my hard-headedness is. Like, I'm very stubborn and very hard-headed. And it's really because my strongest quality as a person that I possess is my willpower. I have an unquestionable belief in myself that I can do anything as long as I really set my mind to it. So for me, even in the middle of the fight, no matter how one-sided it looks, I'm not going to stop. Like I said, I've had fights like that where it's like, I am losing, but I just have this belief. It's like, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. Even going into going into the final round, like, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to knock this guy out. And sure enough, minute into it, you knock him out. And it's like, I knew it. I knew what I was doing was going to get him. So yeah, sure enough, like I, this belief I have in myself, my willpower definitely definitely like the one thing i have that doesn't let me stop so Pair that up with a good chin and and an unstoppable cardio pretty 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 fun fighter to watch you're you're wanting to go to one so. yeah oh yeah one championship is definitely the goal because that's the biggest company to fight for period so that's definitely would be the goal so who do you, who would you want to fight right now from one from one so you get a call and it's another last minute fight but it's on it's with, it's with one damn at my weight class i think everybody there would kick my ass honestly <laughs> like i would put it like this i would take a fight against anybody that they would offer even knowing if i would get my ass yeah. kicked i wouldn't fucking care but, but like, who who would you get like the most excited rod tang probably so honestly okay. yeah I I got to meet him actually in the last uh, Texas Muay Thai show because he was in the he was I think in I saw backstage. The pictures. Yeah, 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 he was backstage. So when I saw him, did you uh, size him up? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's shorter than me. I know that, <laughs> but I'm sure he pushes way fucking harder. I've seen his punches. Oh, he's he's and, insane. Yeah, he's so intense. Is he as intense? Like in person, just chilling? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, hey, because the guy just like like oh hey, nice to meet you. And he's like oh hey hello, and then I was like. Hey, do you mind if we get a picture? I'm like, sorry to bother you. And he's like, give me your phone. And I was like, okay, here you go. I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not gonna tell you no. He just walks away. Like, yeah, ah. he's just like, with the, he took the selfie. He's like, okay. I was like, nice. you want to take the selfie, not me? That's fine. 
That's cool. Yeah, man. yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna tell you, you know, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you were talking about gyms and like you know you want to prove that your gym is the best, it's such like a conqueror mentality at the same time yeah. though. Like it's it, it's like you know like you take the Gracies back in the day, like that's what they did. They would go in people's gyms where like we can beat you. Yeah. And then they would beat the shit out of everybody there, and then they would leave. You know. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so like it's like I I like that. You know, it's yeah. like you're showing that no, I'm the we're the better the gym, we're the better. Like we're better at everything. There's nothing you can do about it. You like you can try to stop us, but I'm telling you right now, we're in your home court. That's to show you Is that you it? can. Oh yeah. You know, and so I don't know. I just I like that kind of shit though. Yeah. You know. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, it's like when fighters just go to like you went all the way to the East Coast to fight somebody. Like yeah. you're going to that dude's backyard. Like no, I'm gonna show oh, you them yeah. better than you. Oh yeah, most most my fights that's thing because up until recently, most my fights had to be out of town or out of state, so you can't. I know ne- that's the reason why I started even doing boxing here in Houston, just because like okay, I'm never gonna get the hometown advantage you either win by knockout or you're gonna lose a decision so i figure okay let me every now and then get the hometown advantage so that's that's why i started <laughs> at least get that feeling of yeah people. i was like let me fight at home for once like let me at least hear people cheer cheer for me for once yeah yeah like yeah you go fight out of town like not that i don't mind the booze it actually kind of makes you smile a little bit hearing yeah. people boo you so it's kind of fun and then especially if you knock the opponent out the crowd is quiet Man, that is such a good feeling. Yeah, like I've been there before when you're just beating the shit out of some guy. And like the back in 2011 or 2012, one of those years, I'd won the USMTA 135 pound title. That fight, because that was a four man tournament, I'd I'd won the first I'd won the first fight. So they're like, hey, a few hours later, you got to fight for the title in the end the evening. So like, bet the guy I fought in the finals, um, because. There was I was the one fighter from Houston. Everybody there were from different town, different state. Mm. They're in uh so yeah, the guy I fought in the finals, he had like fifty people there, like they were all wearing his shirt and stuff. It was just me and my corner man Jason that went out there. Went out there in first round, because it was the title fight, banging it out, and like you could just hear the crowd ah! going crazy because we were just swinging at each other. Second round, I could already feel where it's like, okay, I'm gonna turn it up on him and I could kind of feel where it's like you could just feel this in the air where it's like okay he's hit me hard and he can't believe that i'm still standing in front of second round i start picking it up a little bit and i can feel him slowing down by the third round like then like the crowd was starting to die down that second round the third round came crowd was silent like you could hear yeah you could hear a pin drop it was quite all you could hear because i was pretty tired by that point too you just hear me hitting him you just hear (laughs) <laughs> like that's all you could hear yeah and then yeah so sure enough like they announced me the winner and like dead like nobody cheers no claps no nothing and it's like dude really like nobody no like, respect like, yeah like nothing like no appreciative of the show just like yeah. dude i just beat the shit out of this guy like why is nobody like you, you came to watch a fight like fuck it right yeah like, I mean, you know, yeah, nothing. It was just quiet, and I was like, they're putting the belt on me and everything. Like, okay, I guess nobody wanted me to win today. <laughs> that, that's what. So you talk about like you know you have you have a strong will to win. You have incredible like you have unstoppable cardio. Like, oh. how hard is it to find somebody to match that? Like, you know, I know you mentioned before you've had one fight that y'all it was a dog fight. You know, y'all yeah. were going at it, but like, have you? Is it very rare for you to find something like that for somebody to actually be able to match your pace and like, okay, I can turn it up. And they can keep up with me if I try to turn it up, or you know, you already know, like they can't keep up with me. For the most part, I don't think I don't believe people can keep up with mm-hmm. the kind of cardio and pressure that I put on, especially because I am a pressure fighter. Like my game plan is pretty obvious. I'm gonna go out there, walk forward, swing at you, apply pressure because because I don't believe most people 
most people don't want that. Most people want a pretty fight. You want to score, move, win, you know, score, hit, score, hit, move. That's the game you want to play. I I get it. I get it. Hit, move, hit, move. Don't get hit. What's the point? What's the point if you're gonna get brain dead by the end of this? I right. understand. <laughs> don't take damage. That's well and good and all for everybody else that has a life outside of this. I don't. I don't have anything outside of this. I'm going out into the fight with the expectation to die. So I you think anything you're going to do is going to stop me? No, right. I'm going out there with the intention to die. If your intention is not to kill me, you're not going to win. And it's like, I'm going out there to, to either kill or be killed, period. So that, that's like, it. if you're going, like if I lose, which I do have quite a few losses, but they're all point losses. And it's that you just want to stick and move, stick and move, stick and move. Or cuts, I get cut. <laughs> so it's one or the other. That's how I tend to lose. But to really lose, if somebody wanted to really make a fight with me, no, I I don't see somebody with being able to stand the kind of pressure I have. Like no, I don't see it. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Like it's it's, yeah, it's like intense. Mo- most people aren't prepared for that. Most people, like I said, they they want a pretty fight. They want to go home. They care about their health afterwards. I don't. I'm going there. I have 10, 15 minutes to fight, period. I don't think about anything else after that. Sometimes I get asked after, before my fights, they're like, hey, where do you want to go afterwards? Like, I don't know. I don't think about anything after my fight. I literally plan every moment up until I walk into the ring. The moment I walk into the ring, that's it. I don't have a game plan per round. I don't think, oh, I'm going to go out and throw this, throw that. I don't think about anything. I just know I'm going to walk in there and that's it and let instincts take over. For me, it's a battle of instincts. I'm going to go in there and let's see, let's see who's training is going to take over, who's going to win. I, uh, and I just always assume like with my willpower and my pressure and my chin that I'm going to be the one that's going to make it out on top because that's the thing. Like I said, I'm not going out there to make this into a pretty fight. I'm going out there to win. And win viciously because that's the whole point. Otherwise, why am I doing this if I'm not right. gonna make it exciting? Which like said, it, it's cool for people to go out there and win win these pretty fights, you know, like it's cool or win these point fights. I get it. That's not me. Like I'm not like I want dog fights. That's the like you do only live once. So like I wanna make every fight as exciting as possible. When People talk about like, what's their goal on this? Like to be this or to be the best. Like, yeah, my goal is to be the best, but that's the issue with that statement is because everybody, the best is an opinion. I, the I'm realistic about my goal. I don't want to become the greatest ever because again, that's an opinion depending on what you like. If you like more action fighters, you're going to base an action. I say an action fighter is the best fighter. If you like defensive fighters, you're going to say a defensive fighter is the best one. So that's what I mean. Calling somebody the best or the greatest is an opinion on what you like. I just want to be considered one of the greatest in my generation, regardless of who you ask. Like, I want to be in the top five of anybody's list, regardless of what their preference is, what style they like, anything. I just want to be such an exciting fighter that you can ask one person in China who their top five favorite are. I'm going to be on that list. You can ask a person from Thailand, who their top five is, I'm going to be on the list. England, so I'm on the list. Somebody from Houston, I'm on that list. Regardless of where you are in the world, I want to be on the top five favorite list of your favorite fighters. Favorite, best, anything. I just want people to know, like, this guy is exciting. The moment they hear Lobo Fettles is on the card, they get excited because they know, like, this fucker makes fun fights. That's all I want. 
obviously win as many of those as possible. Like that is the goal to have a hundred wins one day. But we'll see how all that comes. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, it'll happen. Just... The opportunities coming up more and more. Oh, all yeah. across Houston. So you know, you feel like now. That, sorry, I interrupted you. Um, so like with with kind of the pandemic dying down finally and like COVID going over because I know that COVID fucked up a lot of shit when it came to the Muay Thai community. Like oh, it, was, yeah. it was super hard to fight and find a fight. Do you feel like now that that's gone, it's like okay, I can can can, can keep going with this dream that I had. Oh yeah, definitely. Because right when covid hit okay yeah funny story when covid hit um what was it like march it was like a i had i was supposed to fight like march 13th or 14th on that saturday the week before we had just went to some fights at that skeeter stadium okay and like a bunch of friends of mine like they just had their card pulled like their fight card pulled out when covid was first hitting and i was like like literally i was at the show thing like oh shit my friends in florida aren't fighting anymore because of covid and i was like fuck and i was like well i'm fighting next weekend hopefully nothing happens this is texas yeah and oh yeah we were literally at the weigh-ins because i was supposed to be fighting uh my second boxing match for el tigre and um yeah so we're at the weigh-ins literally stripping down i'm literally pulling my pants off like this they're like the promoter runs out stop everything we have to shit everything down i'm literally like sweat pants on like wait what and they're like the governor of texas just called they're like because of this covid the covid 19 was happening we had to shut everything down and i was like wait for how long like, we don't know that's when everything first was like wait what is this thing that's happening because i knew it was happening but i was like wait is this serious and it slowly kept getting more serious and then when the fights were canceled i was like okay this affects me now what's going on <laughs> so yeah and that's what sucked because i had that fight for El Tigre planned. I had another fight a month after that, already like under contract. A month after that, another fight. I was waiting for a Muay Thai contract to come in from same thing, going out of town to fight for that one. So I already had three, four fights in line, like basically one after the other. And then COVID happened. I was like, well, there goes my next four or five fights. <laughs> I was supposed to have it. So I was like, what the fuck? So yeah, when all that hit, it just yeah that was that was some shit when it all hit yeah i mean luckily i got i mean i got to fight twice during the COVID era during the bubble area right during the bubble era because i said for one of those 12 hour notice they're like hey like this guy doesn't have an opponent they're like we'll pay you to come out here and fight him right now and i was like bet like i'll be there like i'll be a little heavy because like i'm not fighting till next month and and like because they're like can you cut weight and i was like no like it's COVID. (laughs) where am i gonna go cut weight right I'm like I'm like 140, so I was like I was like I can't make 135 because where am I gonna go cut? But I was like I won't eat anything right now. And they're like, I was literally at the minuti drinking coffee and, and like right when they called because they were like they're like where what's your weight at? I was like I don't know probably like 140ish. Why? And uh, they were like, hey, well, can you make 135 by t- by tomorrow morning? And I was like, no. I was like, where am I gonna? I'm like I can promise you I'll stop. I won't eat anything or drinking from here till then. Yeah. And no, yeah, sure enough. No, I didn't. I literally just finished my cup of coffee and I was like, okay, I won't eat or drink anything from here till tomorrow. Yeah. And no, yeah, sure enough. Went in there, got the weight, fought the dude and everything. So yeah, that fight's on the internet. Uh, Alexis Chevrolet versus Juan Velasquez. Bullshit stoppage. They stopped it at the end of the second round, like in the last couple seconds. I didn't even hit the ground. He literally punched my gloves. You saw my head do this and he blocked and like they stopped the fight. Like even at one point, like we're both looking at each other, like because ref stepped in, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Fight's over," and he goes running and just cheering. It's like, what the fuck? Like I said, that fight's on the internet. How would he even know if he won? Yeah. Oh, I know. We both paused. Like, wait, what? What did you think you won? 
because he's the favorite. Man. That's that's my issue with boxing because boxing has an A side and a B side. Who is this with? Huh? Who is that fight with? El Tigre. I think okay, we've seen him fight before. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, uh, was, yeah I thought the name sounded familiar. Really Juan yeah, Velasquez. He was one. He, he fought, fought against uh, Julio. Yeah, yeah, Velasquez. Right, yeah, I had yeah. just fought him right before then. Okay, you were okay. the fight yeah. before that. So I did the same. So the oh, same man. shit when that guy Julio got the draw with him the first yeah. one, beat him yeah. the first time. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. To walk forward, swing, 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 body shots, uppercut. That's what I did, and then he landed two shots on my gloves, and they stopped the fight. And it's like really, it's like yeah, I didn't that's, buckle, that's I didn't, my knees didn't fold, none of that. He hit, he bonk, bonk, and he literally, mm, yeah. Right, and then the fight stopped. I'll say we. So we've, if I could get a rematch against that kid, I would love to get a rematch. Because because the fight's going good. You like, dude, the fight's going good. It's like we're just getting going. What are you doing? We we've worked with El Tigre. We like them. They yeah, they're um, cool people. Very cool people. They uh, I think their refs are pretty good with stoppages. They generally are very quick to stop it, which is good and bad, depending on, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, in your case, it's In you. my case, is That one, I think, is understandable. Yeah. Like, That's a bit too early. Um, I was just upset because I do have... Y'all yeah. not seen my Muay Thai fights. Like I said, watch like, my fight with Oscar Ramirez. We're literally standing in front of each other and swinging on each other. I, I'm sure that... Yeah, I'm sure like, El would want to have you again. Yeah, I would. Go for so, it. Because, like, man, it's like I definitely i'm an entertainer it's like i don't i from start to finish i'm an entertainer i don't i mean even when i first started doing the wolf mask thing i uh because my boxing coach gave me that nickname it's not a nickname i gave to myself this is something i've been having for years and when i first started trying to hit the bigger stages i was like okay i need i need to get people's attention because like they just see me going out there. I'm just some dude with braids. Well, at the time I had long hair. So like, you're just a dude with braids walking out. You have no idea how exciting my style is though. So like, what can I do to grab your attention? So like, all right, I'm just going to go gimmicky with it. I'm like, my name is Lobo Feroz. I'm going to go walk out there with a, with a werewolf mask and let's see what people say of it. I get 50, 50 response. Uh, half of the time people are like, oh, Dan, this is the coolest shit in the world. <laughs> the other half of the time are like, oh, I hope this dumbass gets knocked out. So 50-50, I guess it depends. But either way, my thing is you're watching, right? Yeah, I was about to say, either got way works. Attention. Yeah, either way, I don't care. Got your attention, which for promoters, it should be good. Because, like I said, I make for fun pictures. I make for fun fights. Like, yeah. I don't see why anybody wouldn't want me on this show. I see fighters walk out to the Men in Black theme song and do a dance before they walk in. The wolf mask isn't so bad. Da- yeah, damn. Yeah. Who was it? It was James Tahuna in the UFC. Like yeah. All of his guys walked out in suits and they did the men in black. Men in black like, yeah, they did the men in black dance. And yeah, that is a cool one. Yeah, I was like, damn. So one of the things though, that we had talked about when we had saw you at the Fury fights for Jordan Plutin's last yes. fight was um, this: you have this certain mentality when it comes to people that say, and I found this really interesting though, your take on this, but it was like the mentality of like, you know, the cage doesn't make you a different person. You know, people say like, oh, I go in the cage and I'm just a completely different person. Like, you know, I'm not even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah cause I, I, I see it a lot. Like on the fight builds up, like they're like, oh, cause you'll, they'll show a fighter with his, with his wife and his kids. And he's like, they're even talking about how nice he is. And he's like, oh, I'm not, you know, like, yeah, I'm a nice person in real life. But once I step in the ring, I'm a different animal. Once I step in the cage, like, <sighs> that's just such gay shit to hear because like what my nickname Lobo Feroce is not just a nickname when I when I sell people all the time I am a fucking wolf I mean that I'm not human 
humans are weak-minded, superstitious, all that shit. I don't, I am a wolf. This is what I am. I don't become this in the ring. I don't wake up and then have to get in the mood to like start doing like, no, this is what I am. A shark. A shark doesn't become a shark. A shark is a shark. Whether it's eating, sleeping, shitting, fucking, it's a shark. It's a shark 24 hours a day. It has kill. It's in kill mode all the time. I am a wolf. I'm always a wolf. I don't need to, I don't need to walk into a ring to get ready for it. If, if, Good example. Um, one of my few fights back about six, seven years ago, I uh, took this boxing match in like four days notice um, in Austin. Yeah, I was I four days notice. I went out there with a couple of friends of mine. I was like, oh, hey, let's go out there. I was with my brother and a couple of friends. We were out watching the fights before mine. And I was like, oh, damn, like four or five fights out. All right, I'm going to go backstage. I'm going to get ready. Walked back there, got wrapped up, went out there, fought, came back out. And I was like, all right, y'all ready to go? And my friend was like, dude, you just fought. And like, like we just saw you, like, you didn't change. She's like, yeah. you didn't like get mean or anything at any point. She's like, you were just the same the whole time. And like, yeah, because what, like, like, this is what I am. I don't yeah. have to pump up to become a fighter. I don't got to slap myself and do it. I'm like, dude, this is what I am period like i don't i'm not gonna suddenly forget how to throw a kick because i didn't warm up enough or order. like no this is what i am period like like i can't help but be this like there's right. no turning into this animal turning into this i'm not turning into anything i am this there's a difference yeah, just, definitely, yeah definitely no I, I i like it like it's just like it's a very honest way of looking at things like yeah like it's like look like I, i'm a killer inside and outside like it's just yeah, the like, fact that i, I, just, I know yeah, how to control like, myself and be a freaking civilized person yeah you know? it's like it's like exactly it's like i i am me i am this animal all the time if i'm not in kill mode right now it's because i i'm a controlled animal like, right that's why like that's exactly why yeah you hit it right in the middle there yeah no it makes sense like that's why i like that though you know because it's honest it's like hey no like What's the difference between the cage and the outside world? Outside world, somebody fucking tried to kill you. You've yeah. had that. You've had that happen. You know. Yeah, so it's right, like, yeah. it's like, so what are you gonna say, man? If I was inside the cage, like that fucker. Yeah, I would have taken that guy. It's like, yeah. It's like, what's the difference? Like, yeah, there is no difference. Like, you know, the only, the only difference is there's a referee there. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. For me, an elbow is an elbow, regardless of where I'm at. I'm yeah. gonna swing it the same way. Exactly. So like, one of the things though, though, is like, also like you talked about like the first time you watched the Ultimate Fighter, you're like, okay, that's what I want to do. But like knowing that you know you said your dad was a boxer and all like that was something being a fighter something that you've just always wanted it just took watching something that you were actually interested in to be like okay that's what I want honestly do. no I had no idea I was very lost as a kid like I I wish I had this growing up like mm -hmm. all the kids I see now training so lucky they're so lucky I I had a horrible upbringing honestly so yeah had I had this growing up I wouldn't have had most of the 80% of the issues I went through, I wouldn't have had, had I had it, had I had this growing up. So a lot of the kids that are doing this now, it's like, I would admit, I look at them and I'm like, man, they're lucky. Like they don't even understand how lucky they are because they didn't go through the shit I had to go through to put myself where I'm at now. But yeah, I wish I had something like this. I, my parents were illegal when they first got here. They, they're citizens now, obviously. Um, but yeah, so when we, first got here we didn't i didn't know english my parents only were, were mexican so they only knew spanish all we knew was spanish the first couple years i was in school i was in esl classes i didn't know english um so yeah it's definitely uh 
just different kind of upbringing for sure. So to be able to kind of overcome a lot of that was difficult. But so it, I sound like I had a guide. Like I said, I wasn't really close with my dad at all. Like mm-hmm. it's not up until recently we started talking. But growing up, I wasn't close with him at all. He actually hated me as a kid. My my mom had my older brother and my older brother to worry about. So I was always kind of off of my own. So I really didn't have any kind of guide or anything. So I wish I had this growing much long, much uh, much younger than I did. Because I didn't start doing this until I was like 18 or 19. So I was very late in the game by the time I started. I was just lucky that when I started, I got the crew Pong and I did my first Muay Thai fight with him for like three months of training. So yeah. like that's when I did my first couple fights with him. And, and it was that like as soon as i started training with them it was that it was like i found me this is i wish i had this as growing up because like it was that that's i remember distinctly having that thought like this is me i finally found me i found what i'm supposed to be doing and it's all because of him like he really did he showed me what i'm supposed to be doing for the rest of my life had i had i not learn this from him i don't know what i would be doing because i i really had no guidance Mm -hmm. i was just kind of fucking off just doing stuff yeah just being a kid and then even then not a very good one because i really i didn't have a traditional childhood like most people did like most people when they're kids they're kids yeah i wasn't like i was 14 worrying about paying my bills making sure i showed up to work on time i mean i was i was a geek though i was like nobody would expect it because I was in top five percent graduating, uh, gradu- uh, top five percent of my graduating class. I could have graduated a year sooner, but I wanted to go into the senior year experience and all that. Was it worth it? No, because I got <laughs> no, because I got kicked out of my senior year like a month or two into it because they found out about my situation that I was a kid and I was living on my own. I've mm. been pretty much renting my own place since I was fourteen, so at that time I was seventeen. I was living in some room. I was just running apartments like like legals do. And then sure enough, they um they called me in the office one day. And they're like, hey, well, we can't get a hold of your parents. Like, well, I don't know where they're at. That's why I'm kind of, they're off somewhere else. Living, and I'm over here living. Got kicked out of high school. And I was like, well, I guess I should have graduated a year sooner like I originally planned to. But I didn't because I wanted this stupid senior experience. Yeah. So, yeah, I like had, I stuck with school because I had all these plans after I graduated. I had already visited four or five colleges campuses. I was three days away from taking my SATs when I got kicked out. So when all this happened, I was like pleading with them to keep me in school because I've always been a big geek. Right. And then, so yeah, with the moment it got taken away from me, I was like, okay, well, I really don't know what to do. This was my college plans afterwards. So I was kind of just floating around. So then to suddenly... Mm. I said, watch Steel Tournament Fighter to think, oh, this guy's fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what led me to but, this. And then, honestly, like, that's how I look at it now. It's like, I did go to college. The first four years, I was at Crew Pong's and I was just fighting nonstop for him. That was college. Yeah. The last four years, I was his assistant. He was teaching me how to hold pads, how to instruct, how to teach this, how to teach that, what to look for, pay attention, make sure they're doing this, make sure they're they're doing this, work through this drill with people. Once he started teaching me that, I was like, dude, this is he's giving me a fucking doctorate degree basically like i've been with him for eight years it's like people go to medical school, school or it's like your internship like, yeah. yeah so that's how i looked at it it's like dude it's like this i did go to college it's like people go to college to learn and to do the things they want to do for the rest of their life like i did this is it granted i'm not it's not some great degree where i can make you know okay yeah. a year or anything like that but 
I can't, I can't imagine doing anything else because I can't, I've been around people that make good money and jobs that they hate and waking up in the morning and seeing them upset about their day. Yeah. Fuck that. I can't do that. I wake up happy as fuck every day knowing I get to wake up and come here and start teaching class and then get to train after it for a few hours. And like, this is all I do all day. It's like, can't put a price on that really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's Definitely very fortunate to be able to do this, though. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm kind of confused. So, like, they really kicked you out of school knowing that, like, you lived on your own. Like, that doesn't make you. They didn't, like, say, hey, we're going to get you some help or anything. Yeah. They're just like, hey, get the fuck out. The yeah, public education like, I got, of I got Texas. escorted out of school. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know, you would think, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, top five like, percent. Like, I was like, they're supposed top to top five percent of my class. Why wouldn't you help? Like, you they're, like they're supposed to be like, hey, we need to fucking call CPS or something and get you yeah. somewhere. But even if it's just a group home, like, like you shouldn't something. be doing this. Like, I, I, man, like it's just so fucked up, though. Yeah. You know, like okay. Zach said, it's the public education system. Like, with some of these, like, I mean, it's like I remember talking to my little brother about because he has a learning disability and seeing him go through what he went through he was also a shithead though don't get me wrong like he was a fucking asshole to his teachers but like like my mom like went to school one day because she didn't know my brother would get his report cards and hide them so she didn't know what was going on and like i said shithead and so uh whenever she asked the teachers about it is like you know what like what is this like you know why is this not being pushed like harder for me to find out or what's the issue with this like why are these bad kids you know What's going on with these bad kids? The teachers were like, honestly, when the end of the year comes, we just pass them and just move them on because we just we just want to get them out of here. Yeah, we just we we literally pass them with seventies until they can just get out of our classroom because they don't. There's nothing we can do. What 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 are we supposed to do about it? And it's like, you know, like it's not okay though. You know, yeah. like letting these kids who just don't even understand, like you, you know, you were smart, but like, hey, take a kid who's got a six in math. Like, you know, it's like you're you're just going to pass them just so you don't have to deal with them anymore. Pretty much, yeah. You know, but I don't know. That just, it's fucked up. Like, yeah. I'm telling that all my, all, I had all these grand plans and things to do in college. I was a math geek. So like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do with math. But I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to do something with math because math is perfect. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, all that goes out there. Ask me any question about math now and I know nothing of math now. <laughs> got hit a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, I got hit a little too hard now. <laughs> I remember, like, man, I remember used to do pre-calculus in, like, in 10th, 11th grade. It's like, now it's like, I look at a math problem with more than six numbers. I'm like, oh, wait, shit. Wait, yeah. what's going on? What was the PEMDAS one thing again? Yeah, you like, know? PEMDAS? Like, how does that help now? Yeah, no, nah, man. It's, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's, yeah. Like, that's everything, oh, man. Like, man. uh, that's what, but also, like, chatting with you, though, like, you have a white belt mentality. Like, you're a sponge when it comes to yeah. anything and everything. Life to martial arts, you know, just everything you do is because all about I, just learning stupid because <laughs> I, I just assume i'm a very stupid person and it's going to take me forever to learn anything so i kind of take that understanding it's like i mean because even with muay thai it's like i there's people that i have even students that i have now three days into it like their third fucking day they're throwing these kicks like great looking kicks like they've been kicking their whole fucking life and it's like dude this is your third day it took me a year to be able to do that right like, i can show you my first couple fights my kicks look like shit but i was trying them and then sure enough a year later you start seeing me kick you're like oh yeah the guy can kick and you're like yeah it took me a year to do that <laughs> like there's just three days into it it's like what the fuck like are you that good already it's like, it took me a year to be able to do that so yeah it's like so I, I i understand it's like everybody's learning curve is different that's why even like with my privates and my clients like i'm very patient with them because i understand it's like dude 
I'm an idiot. It's like, if you can see how long it took me, it's like, I get it. It's like, I can be very patient with people because I understand that because it took takes me forever to understand. And it's not that I'm taking forever to understand something. I understand what you're saying. Execution is a whole other thing. Right. right? And right. like, I can very much, like, if you explain something to me, I get it. But it's like, for me to apply it, it's like, I'm going to fuck up a lot. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm going to probably fuck up a lot. Like, like, hey, do this. Like, I know what you're saying to do. It's just, I'm stupid. So it takes you a while to get it. Yeah. Like, I've always had that issue is like, when it comes to things, like, I, I learned the hard way, everything. Like, and it's like, there's no, no other way about that. It's like, you can show me how to do something. And it's like, I'll do it the complete opposite way. It's like, you know, it's easier. Like, I'll, you tell me how to tie my shoes, I'm going to find the fucking hard way to do it instead of doing the easy way. You tell know? me about it. Easy one I can give you is some driving. Everybody drives. I'm 34. I don't know how to drive a car yet. You're 34? I'm 34. You look younger than me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. No shit. I thought you were like 23, 24. No. I do that's so much experience for so young. But yeah, yeah no, really. 30, yeah, 34. Holy fuck, yeah. man. Dude, that's yeah, crazy. Old. I'm old, man. <laughs> Dude, but like also, man, like you take care of yourself though. Yeah, all yeah. right. I try to. Like yeah. Said, yeah, definitely. Definitely try to because, uh, like I said, it wasn't up until doing Muay Thai. I was like, okay, in order to do this better, I gotta eat better, I gotta take care of myself a little better. Like, it completely changed my life, right? Completely. Right, completely. Because I'm Hispanic too, and I know what happens after we hit 40. Like, yeah, yeah oh, like, it, that's yeah. scary, yeah. yeah, that's some scary. Shit. <laughs> it's just but. like a whole like, we got Benjamin Button's disease or something, like, we just start getting old, like, yeah. you know, well, oh. the opposite way, I guess. You know how life works, right. but, <laughs> normal, yeah, like normal, but it's just like you, it adds like once you hit 40 and you're Hispanic, like, you like in like you turn into like a 60 year old sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and I don't, yeah, I don't want to do that, like, yeah, that. like, I that's it's, yeah, and especially like, I don't have the greatest genes in the world like my parents do have their health issues so right like, oh yeah shit no that's <laughs> just terrifying dude because yeah. yeah like my family has a like a high blood pressure is a big thing i was just telling zach today i was like i'm 26 i'm overweight like high blood pressure is probably gonna happen if i don't start taking better yeah. care of myself oh, and i'm yeah. constantly stressed but that's just because i do it to myself but <laughs> yeah but yeah man that's crazy though, yeah dude. see stress isn't something i deal with too often i gotta right. be honest like it's it's I really don't ever feel stressed. Business is kind of difficult because everything I do is like kind of a stress reliever. Right. I mean, everything from fighting to girlfriend, it's all stress relievers. I right. I really don't. I can't honestly remember the last time I ever felt a headache. Um, was upset. I have it's, one right now. Huh? I've had one all day. No all day. <laughs> See, I never get them because, like, every now and then you're like, oh, I'm having a migraine. I'm like, a migraine? I'm like, yeah, like a really strong headache. Like, headache. <laughs> like, even that. Like, I, I can't even remember the last time I felt that. How often does someone tell you, oh, that must be nice? All the time. All the time. Yeah. How, oh, fucking, <laughs> how fucking annoying is that, though? It, it is annoying because, like, it, it is. I didn't know I was supposed to stress out about things. Yeah. I was supposed to feel mad or angry. Like, I don't like i really don't feel a lot of probably from the kind of the way i was raised and grew up i really don't feel a lot of the stuff mm. that people talk about right like upset anger jealousy all that's so, like i don't understand those emotions like when people say them like oh they feel something like i can't relate because i don't understand that feeling like i understand it because like dictionary i understand what you're saying right but can i understand what you're going through like no because i just don't understand feelings very much because i am pretty stupid my i'm pretty naive so I'm pretty much if it doesn't feed my happiness i want nothing to do with it right so i'm pretty quick to cut things out of my life that 
cause stress or discomfort or anything like that or if it has if it doesn't serve any purpose for me i just cut it off because i see no reason for it if it works yeah yeah so if it the, works for so you i really yeah. just i don't ever feel stressed the moment i feel something it's like oh this isn't working for me anymore just get rid of it and then that i really like that i really don't have attachments to anything really like i can pretty much cut anyone or anything out of my life pretty quick so i pretty easy to just kind of like oh, okay i don't need to do this anymore and i'm done so it, it's very stress-free for sure i'll say that well we're coming up on the end here oh. so uh just bear with me i want to ask you my name four or five people yes tell me if you think you could beat them in a fight gotcha bruce lee yes john claude van damme yes that big, would be sad though because I love Jean Claude Van Damme. But yes, Big Bird. Who? Big Bird. Big Bird. Sesame Street. Sesame. This was like wait, Sesame Street. Oh, big for bird. sure, definitely. Yeah, he's, he's a big. big. Bas- yeah, he's a big. It's in his name. Throw. Yeah, I'd have to like jump to throw throw any kind of face punches. I'm sure. Do you think you could beat him? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Low kicks. Low kick. Kick the leg. You can be as big as you want. He's got a pretty heavy base though, dude. Huh? He's got a pretty solid base. I can get him. What if he teeps? Huh? What if he teeps? Catch the teeps. The Bigfoot. He's a Bigfoot. <laughs> he is a bird. He's got talons. I have heavyweights I train with here sometimes too. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sagat from Street Sagat Fighter. From Street Fighter. That would be fun. That would be. Do fun. you think you could win? I have to call it even. Okay. Wait, Street Fighter. The the Street Fighter. The game or the actual Sagat. The game. The game. Okay. 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 That one more doable. I could probably do that. Street. Mm-hmm. The actual Sagat. The guy Sagat. No. No. He would kill okay. me. The 300 right. plus fights Sagat? No. <laughs> it's like that would be my ass. <laughs> All right. Because so, I know he's a real, yeah, yeah, he's a real yeah, guy, right? They're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So how about Sub-Zero? No powers, just fighting. Damn. That would be like fighting your hero. That's kind of hard. That's kind of hard. He's but at the top of the Tower of Power. You got to. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Same thing. It's like, but you kind of have to, though. Like, you kind of have to. As much, like, that's the thing. No matter how much you, any hero you have, even if they were your weight class, you you'd have to fight them at some point just to know so how big you were, or at least how close you came up to them, at least. So no, you have to know. You gonna beat him? No. Huh? Yeah, definitely. You gonna fatality him? Definitely would have to. Nice. You have to. You're there. You gotta you're kill him. That's the point. Wait, they, wait. They say finish him. You have to. What would what would your fatality be? Fatality? Yeah. Oh, then that would be. You gotta do up. the the. What was it called? Release your inner animality. Yeah, it was, you gotta what do your like, animality. That's what I, was I was gonna say wolf and eat them, but yeah. that's, that's that's animality. Fatality. The only close thing I could think of: elbow to the face, slice the face off, mm-hmm. or tomahawk elbow to the top of the head, crack the skull open, um, flying knee to the sternum, crack the sternum open. Because yeah. you know how the, the new ones they do they the do thing like where the it's X-ray? like the, the brutality. The X-ray yeah. yeah, it's like knee to the sternum, break the sternum. Yeah, because oh, I've. I've actually fought a couple of friends of mine, unfortunately, uh, in this fight world. And uh, we're like, we're friends. We're literally warming up next to each other backstage and everything. I'm and for yeah, it. One friend of mine. Yeah, yeah we're, we're friends, man. Whatever. Like, it's it's all love before and afterwards. It was just during. It was like, okay, we had to fight each other. Yeah. And one of my friends, actually, he had two belts at 140 and one at 145. He was coming down to 135 for my belt. And oh yeah, yeah, so we fought in a forty-five second knockout, and uh, cause yeah, we were swinging, we were swinging, but yeah, I got him with a knee, and like, you can, I had video, you can see the video where I 
after they call the fight off, I run up to him and try to help him stand up because we're friends, you know. So like, I even tell him, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> the red goes like, "Hey," he's like, "He's not getting up." So like, yeah, it takes like ten minutes. The nurse goes in there to check him out. We're eating afterwards, and like two days, two weeks later, send me a message. He's like, "Dog, that shit hurt to breathe for like three days. Like, I had bruising in like in my fucking soul. I had bruising." I was like, "Oh shit." And he's like, dude, I've never been here with anything like that. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, this is the way to go. <laughs> I applaud that. I applaud fighting your friends. Like it's it's just part of the game. Y'all both want to do it. I think it's I think it'd be more fun. And now, granted, I've never done it, but I've I, that's all I spar with. But fighting with your friends seems more fun than fighting with someone you don't know. I I think. It kind of depends. Okay, well, fighting with somebody you don't know, it says, like, I don't know this guy. I have no feelings towards him. It's completely emotionless. Just go out there and swing. Fighting with a friend of yours is more like, like, you're just kind of like, okay, I really don't care which one of us wins. Like, if he wins, I'm happy for him. If I win, obviously, I'm happy for me. Obviously, even though I'd rather win. He gave you the but, fight you wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's why like, you can get too upset about it. It's like, no, you got a good fight that you wanted out of it. Just fuck it. You got what you wanted. But of course, I'm always trying to go out there to win. That's the whole yeah. reason why I'm training. I train for victory. I don't train for any other reason other than victory. It's either victory or death. So yeah, victory. But yeah, it was uh, it was it's fun fighting friends for sure. Like it was cool because like you know, there's no hard feelings, but there's times where it's like you you go to fights and you see that people are angry or upset or doing that shoving stuff. Yeah, like that's what I understood before the face-offs. I don't understand. Like I admit, I don't like face-offs because you're just staring at each other. Like we're about to make out or something. Like I really don't like it. And it's like, what did y'all want us to anger? Look at each other. And I don't like how people start shoving each other. It's like, dude, you're literally about to fight in 24 hours. Like, what's this show about? Like, yeah. For me, it's like that's pussy shit. It's like, dude, we're literally about to fight in 24 hours. Calm the fuck down. Let's fight tomorrow. So like the whole face off, I mean, think oh, that's so annoying. But it's like, yeah, I'm not big into the face off stuff. But okay. mm. so we'll we'll end it with you. Got any social medias you want to throw out here? You oh, do privates yes. here. You do privates. Yes. At boxing gyms. Let everybody know what you. Oh do. yeah. So if you ever do look me up with my social media, uh, like uh, Alexis Chavria, C H A V A R I A, uh, for Facebook. If you want to look on Facebook. Instagram, Lobo Feroz, MT88, Lobo.Feroz.MT for Muay Thai, dot 88. You'll see a picture with my wolf face on it, so you'll know it's me for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't do YouTube or Snap or any of that stuff, so I don't do any of that. I can barely understand how to use Facebook and Instagram, so definitely hit me up on that. Private lessons. I do private lessons for Muay Thai, kickboxing, boxing. You can definitely uh come by Gracie Barrow West Chase, Aslan Boxing Gym, Houston Strength. Those are all the gyms I work and train at. Muay Thai at Gracie Barrow West Chase, boxing at Aslan Boxing Gym. I do strength and conditioning at Houston Strength. So I also do private lessons there as well. So again, I definitely have quite a few different locations where I can where I can meet people up and do clients also. And those are all three of the gyms I definitely would recommend anybody visiting. If you want to do Muay Thai or any MMA stuff, Grace Bar West Chase, they have everything. Everybody needs to learn how to box. So Aslan Boxing is where you need to go to. Strength and conditioning, or even just a regular person, you need to take care of yourself. Strength and conditioning, work with professionals. That way they know how to take care of your body. Um, trying to think. Oh, yeah. Texas Muay Thai Championships on next month, November 19th. The Jonathan Heron show, 
Bobby Peaks the Matchmaker. Make sure y'all make it out to that show. Make it out to watch my fights. My fights are fucking exciting. I've never been in a boring fight. Win, lose, or draw. My fights are fucking exciting. So I definitely recommend watch my fights. Look me up on YouTube. Alex Chavaria versus. Just look that up. Usually some of my fights come up. So yeah, like I said, whoever XKO puts up that fight versus Blake Wells. That was a very, very fun fight. Like that was a slaughter. You got to see some of my best work. Um, who else have I fought that I have really good? Work? Man, I've I have quite a few fun fights to watch. Um, I should probably upload some of those because I've yeah yeah I think there's only like five or six up on YouTube. I think I have another twenty or so on my phone <laughs> that are mine. We'll get but you yeah. tagged in all of our posts, so make sure to follow Alexis, Definitely. follow us, follow all the things that we do, so that way you can follow along with his career as well and. That's that.